everybody. Welcome to episode 237 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. Hi. Hey, I'm bringing the energy to this one. <laughs> Woo! Let's go. Woo! Let's do it. Um, I feel a little ick, so I'm going to... Yeah. I'll keep up the energy. I'll for make both it. Of us. I'll make it. I got yeah. the wood. Um, so we we have some things to review as per usual. Um, we really have to jump back onto like the indie movies. I need to find people to uh, accost. Yeah. Via the interwebs. So if you have a, an indie film, short film, feature, doc, anything, send it our way. Yeah, do that. Um. So uh, we we watched we watched some things, uh, mm-hmm. things that uh, well one of them we didn't know we were gonna uh, finish, but uh, we did we did tell you to watch the other. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I wanted to um, I actually did have another I did have another piece of James Cameron info. Yeah, <laughs> we should try to find something every. Well, you know what it is is that he makes it so easy. Yeah. Because he's just consistently talking about the same thing, well, so it's like it's 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 here's the thing with him with me, you know, his track record doesn't lie, mm-hmm. you know. He's made great films, not even good films, great films. T two, Titanic, The Abyss, I guess. I don't know. They're <laughs> 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 not maybe not all of them, but most of his films have been really good. You know, he's that a, was he's a, a wildly accurate description of all the great films that he has <laughs> made. <laughs> Um, even the first Avatar film for what it was, was what it, whatever. It was good. Whatever. Well, he wrote Alita. Alita. Co-wrote which is one Alita. of my favorites. Co- um, co-wrote it, but. You know, so I want to make sure to give him his credit, um, which is like, if he just all around sucked, it wouldn't be worth it. If he was Michael Bay. Yeah. We right. don't, you know, we don't have to sit here and trash Michael Bay. His films do that for him. And so, um, you know, I don't know. Except for the first Transformers film, I don't know if I've liked the Michael Bay film that I've seen. I don't. I didn't even like that. Oh, one. The Rock. I mean, that one was not bad. It was amazing. But it, it was wasn't iconic bad. in its time, I yeah. guess you know. But um, I just like the plot <clears throat> of The Rock when it's like the whole idea is like we bluff because Ed Ed Harris's character is like we bluff, they called it, they win it. So like I thought that was an interesting. I mean, it obviously doesn't you know that goes where it goes, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for for me personally, you know, we we talk a lot of shit, but it's for me, it's just more like the the the, the strange ego that comes with that. Mm-hmm. It's just why, and it's just like we're just being silly asses now, where we find something. Um, for me, James Cameron, like I'll always hold some form of respect for him because of Aliens. I aliens, just have to. Yeah. I just have to. That's, I mean, yes, Titanic, and I saw that in the theater and all that stuff, but Aliens is just still a movie that was massive for me. So it's like, okay, fine. But I don't know. The rest of his stuff for me is like, yeah, like T2 was iconic, sure. Like I grew up with that. I know all the words to that movie, and mm-hmm. I've seen Titanic uh, way too many times and all that. But um, our gripe is just more with the attitude towards Avatar, where he sort of put all his eggs into that basket and seems to just like, I don't know. Anyway, it has nothing to do I mean, with hey, that. I mean, hey, it's, it's doing well. It's funny because everybody, like the- Well, everybody, according to him, it'll break even. Yeah. But it, it which is- Still, incre- still pretty good. Yeah. It's still, it's actually incredible, but it's like, I haven't seen it yet, so we can't judge. I'll, I'll, we'll certainly review it when we do, but, um, you know, it's, it's- it's funny because there's a lot of haters that are like F Avatar. Then the first 
box office weekend came out like see it didn't even do better than spider-man or whatever and it just there's just something about this movie it just keeps freaking making money yeah i mean but and i think it's because no shade to the film i haven't seen it yet so i can't say but it's because it generally like the first one it has a broader appeal Mm -hmm. in in asia and you know the rest of the world so it can get so much of that money that something like a spider-man wouldn't you know Mm-hmm. because there's it's not it's a broad appeal film but for the united states not necessarily for yeah. other countries whereas avatars themes and and stuff are a little bit more broad well the the point that the the thing that i was going to bring up was actually completely not unrelated to avatar but unrelated to recent news but um more something that happened several years ago so apparently someone had brought up in an interview the whole um papyrus snl skit yeah. And I was bringing this up because at one point we were talking and you were like, oh, you know, well, he's he's involved in what he does and and the effects and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I don't really think that he is. And he's admitted to that. Well, he's he used admitted to work to in VFX. OK, but lots of people of it, you know, yeah. uh, a, a head chef was once a sous chef. And then all of a sudden you don't do that shit anymore. Right. Well, you sure, got, yeah, you got other people to do that but... for you. And, you know, whatever. I know that's not the best comparison, but. Um, I don't want to be a James Cameron apologist, the, but <laughs> the proof the, the the proof for me in that I I my argument is always that we give James Cameron the credit for very uh, effect heavy productions, and he's not really responsible for that. He's not responsible for that at all. He just okay's things, right? He has his preferences. He okay's things, but he doesn't make any of those effects. He does has nothing to do with any of those graphics. And further proof was that so he made this. This is where I'm just like, I want to hit him in the throat, right? Because he made a snide comment about that skit, which was really ironic that he didn't understand why they plunged so much money into something so silly. And it's like, you, sir, of all people, should not be judging what people spend money on production-wise. So it was kind of ironic that he did not see the irony in that comment, first Mm -hmm. of all. And... um. He admitted that he thought that the effects team and uh, his graphic designers came up with the papyrus font. And yeah. it's like, how do you not know that that's papyrus? Like, you've not seen that before? It's the he really most thought hated font in the world. That they created yeah. that font just for, so now there's two problems with that. The fact that you didn't know that papyrus was already a set font, and two, that you thought that whatever amount of money that you pay your people to create fonts, that's what they came up with and you thought that was good. Yeah. Either way, it's kind of ironic. I'm going to end the James Cameron rant. I don't know that I have any more information unless he gives me more ammo next week. Stay tuned. Um, (laughs) But um, I did want to comment a bit on, uh, well, so uh, Knock at the Cabin, you've seen way more of the trailer than you wanted to at this point. So we're going to probably, we'll see. It's look, if it's Shyamalan, I'm going to force myself to watch it in the theater. I just do. I do it every year. It's a relationship that I keep going back to, even though it doesn't always work out. That's just life. Um, Another trailer that I was surprised you wanted to watch was Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why you would do that to yourself. Um, I don't know. I just it's it's like that's not going to get ruined. No, and I'm going to see it regardless. That's true. But, you know, it's kind of like um. There's no way for me to watch this film from an unbiased kind of mm. position, right? I liked the the Fred, the Fede Alvarez version. I thought that was fun. 
you know so there's not really anything that could happen in the evil dead universe that i'm going to watch from an unbiased perspective so watching the trailer isn't really gonna um well let me just say do this. anything for me like like with other generally smaller films or whatever you know all the marvel stuff i'll watch all the trailers right, for that right stuff, of course films, whatever so and for but and, and this is the same way right i'm already kind of like you know gonna love it anyway probably you know um much like i do with marvel films so i think in the in those regards trailers aren't gonna sway me anyway unless they're really bad you know well yes there is that um the thing is that this much uh i'm not gonna say much like avatar but like those type like marvel stuff i i just for me the original evil deads are are evil deads right mm -hmm. and I, I'm, I'm not here to yuck your yum if you want to watch all the remakes that's fine the last one was it was okay the effects were very good um it wasn't a bad movie by by any means i wasn't like oh this was terrible but part of the show lou taylor poochie's in there well that's what i'm saying like it, they the actors and the performances did amazingly and they, the makeup was very good especially that bathroom scene with the fucking mm -hmm. glass and like Ugh. you know they did great with it love it uh, the problem was that they basically just copied just the same it, yeah. story. And yeah. that's like, if you're going to jump, this is a type of story, yeah. right? Where you can go, you can keep going with that because yeah. anybody who like comes in contact with yeah. that book is going to have this scenario, right? So change up the actors, change up the scenario, bring the book somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. The, the problem I had with that movie was like, oh, say, okay, so like it wasn't word for word, but you took a bunch of young people people and you shove them in a cabin and then you had the cellar and there's the book and there's the it was the same mm -hmm. thing it was the same thing and i was like that's in the arm uh, yeah. you know like why um this i had no interest in seeing because i'm just like it's i don't i don't really care um i thought the trailer was amazing yeah now here's a problem with that they either showed me all the best parts and yeah. now we're gonna watch that movie and be like this was garbage uh i hate that they tricked me if not, then I've seen a lot of the good parts. I will not watch the trailer again or if they drop another one. Yeah, I, I don't want either. any more information because the trailer, like so many trailers, had way too much information. They could have left half of that out mm -hmm. and still had a really intriguing trailer. It, they gave everything away, it seems. Um, so, but it's still the, the effects looked really good. The makeup looked really good. However much, you know, makeup they used or how practical it was. Um, that was, I'm that was one of my favorite actually things, looking that, forward to seeing this. Yeah, they didn't go to, I mean, we haven't seen the film yet, so yeah. there may be more of it in there. But I love the subtlety of the makeup. I love that it wasn't too dead eye -y. I love dead eyes, and I hope that there is some nod yeah. to that in there, obviously. But yeah, I'm intrigued to kind of see if this is starting like some kind of anthology thing where the book starts to just show up in places and fuck with people, you know? I yeah. think that would be, that, that could be really fun if you put, get some... You know, as long as you have good writing and good directing and acting and all that fun <laughs> Just stuff. make sure everything's good. Just make sure everything's good. But, it all, you know, as long as the story's good, right? I mean, that's the basic of it, you know. And it has to have a, a good story. Um, or if, even if the story's just like the book's here, now it's messing with people. And it's like, what could you do? Like, finding an interesting way to to reinvent that concept. Because there's so many yeah. scenarios it can be in, you know. Like, it could go in the past. I don't want to go in the future because that stuff always never that stuff yeah. never works. Um, but yeah, I think it, there's you know I think seeing like like a historical piece with mm. this book could be kind of interesting. Could be yeah. Um, depending on again if it's a good story. Um, I say the forties. 
Yeah, anything. You could do 40s, you could do 70s, you can you could do whatever. And um, I just hope that the film is good and I hope that they don't... You know, because here's the problem. If the film is good, I'm already a pessimist, right? If the film is good, then they're going to be like, all right, this this works. Now let's do it in um, New York or let's do it in the 50s or whatever. And then that's crap because they're just rushing well, to get not, to... They're yeah. rushing to cash in on that. You're not going to keep... Uh, there, there's no way that, that they're going to they're going to be batting 100 on that, right? Yeah. That's a saying. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand? I, think it's a, I don't know why a thousand. Batting a thousand? Yeah. There, there's no way they're going to be batting 447. There's no yeah. way that that's going to happen. Well, they'll probably be batting 447 um, a thousand. But um, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I am, I'm excited to see it. I'm pessimistic about it. But I, I think maybe they might have done something cool here. Like it, it felt more like... Um, sort of traditional horror it mm -hmm. was sort of going back into that versus where everything has become so cg heavy yeah. and story doesn't really matter and I'm performances don't matter i love practical. when they choose actors that we're not familiar with that just bring it yeah because there's no way to at least for me i don't know if this is for anybody else but at least for me it's hard for me to it's like the o russell factor right where you have so many heavy hitters that it's like oh oh uh, i don't know the pooch was good right because we knew the pooch but like he's played different roles and so mm -hmm. he wasn't distracting in it but i i would hate for them to start pulling in a-listers or right. known face you know right. that you're Charlie like Theron in the yeah evil dead. Charlize <laughs> Theron in the new evil dead like yeah. what Denzel Washington in yeah. evil dead like yeah. what, what's going on not that i think they would actually do that kind of movie no, but yeah. um i think it's always it you can always focus more on the story when you don't know the actor yeah I'm always, I'm always gonna, you know, I'm, I'm uh, again sports. I'm always gonna bat for the the underdog actors because I am a, an independent actor. But there is something to it, you know. Yeah. You're not gonna throw us in with, uh, you know, heavy hitters. Obviously, yeah. like we, that's gonna be weird. But um, it's movies like this where where you create those those that celebrity in a sense, you know, yeah. because the people are given the opportunity to give those good performances, but it's also really helpful for the audience because not distracted by anything. They're just paying attention to the movie. Yeah. I find I it interesting that Evil Dead has taken on this kind of gory thing because even the first Evil Dead wasn't like gory, you know? I mean, maybe at the time, I don't really know, but... It, I mean... <laughs> you know but like the second there one the a, third one those are a, campy right and so vice. especially the third one it's like There's a like comedy a, a at that point saw in their hand yeah i suppose I mean, but not like not it wasn't like, a bloodbath no right. they turned it into a bloodbath yeah yeah and so it's like whatever if, again if the story's good all of that stuff kind of falls away but it's it's uh i thought it was fun for the show for the show it worked brilliantly yeah, yeah. um except for the poo poo the poo poo one was like who who thought of it i yeah. want to know who thought of that yeah yeah did you take your meds that day? That was probably <laughs> what the hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I'm actually excited. I don't know when that comes out though. Is that soon? Um, I don't know. April maybe. Oh, that's far I away. I have my phone. Might on as well me. be next year for me. Um, so we are going to review two things that we've watched from over the pond. Um, as per usual, you know, we we watch a lot of British productions, a lot of BBC stuff, um, and. Um, this is no exception. So I mentioned last week, Christmas morning, Netflix dropped Matilda, the musical. Mm -hmm. sure and um, you were like, not fighting it by any means, but you were like, okay, I mean, if 
sure that this this is what you want to watch and i was like no i have to watch this because i'd seen snippets of it yeah. and i was like well this... i have no i have no kind of ties to matilda or musical well, neither, so. neither do i but we're we're about the same age so when the original came out we were already too big for that you know yeah. it's um more for it's more of a millennial thing um that's for for older millennials i guess perhaps mm that uh, that Matilda was part of their childhood. We were already older, and so it's like I watched the movie, and I thought it was, you know, it was a good movie. It was, like, fun, and, um, you know, that it was entertaining, but I wasn't. it wasn't a classic for me. Um, people turned inside out, as, as they always do about this, oh, ruining a classic. It's like the film wasn't a classic. <laughs> it was a fucking book, people. Like, just, just because it was filmed in the 80s outrage. doesn't mean it's a classic, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't even the 80s. It was like, so, um, like, it, it's just, it's so crazy to me that uh, people were upset about this. First of all, it was based off of the musical, which did really well. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah, like, the, the, the 90s version was off of the book. Yeah. How many people of those people read the book that were so outraged by what's classic and what isn't? Um, and so... Uh, this uh the the musical which i didn't get to see unfortunately now that i've seen this uh maybe they'll bring it back i don't know um i was uh the the original one the, the original um trench bowl character uh she was really scary too you know big lady and they did really good with mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. um so am i a musical person i think i'm like i'm kind of closeted about it and so I don't love all musicals. I won't watch something just because it's a musical, so I'm not into it in, in that aspect. Um, I've seen a couple live. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, Chicago are two that I do enjoy, that I admit that I do enjoy. I hate when they incorporate musicals into sitcoms or series. Yeah, or it, Musical it just episodes. Yeah. This is me off. I don't like it. I need like Tell me I'm going into a musical, and then I, I bring my musical hat with me. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this. Um for those of you that listened to last week's episode, this film just came because I watched it two days before we um, had recorded, right? And so I had to knock something else off my list to get this on because that's how good it was for me. Um, this was astounding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really good. It was astounding. I don't know what they put in the school lunches in <laughs> the UK that produces this caliber child actor but whatever it is we need some of that we yeah. need some of that here like every single one of those kids was on point it didn't matter if they were like off in the corner somewhere they gave a hundred and ten percent for the three seconds they were on screen i found myself looking at people that weren't really the focus of that scene to see is like is anyone slacking yeah no. yeah yeah no Everybody came in 110% as if they were the star of that that film. Um, it was directed by Matthew War Warchus? Warkus? Bless you. Idiot. Um, it was written by Dennis Kelly, Tim Minchin, and then obviously based, uh, based on uh, uh, Ronald Dahl, I believe is mm -hmm. how you pronounce, uh, who wrote the books. Um, it was starring Alicia Weir, who played Matilda. Um, and she's going to be a, she's going to be big. Yeah, she's, 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 she's we'll, we'll be, get into the whole yeah. thing. Emma Thompson is Mrs. Trenchable. Listen, I did not know. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, Lashana Lynch was Miss Honey. Uh, 
Stephen Graham as Mr. Wormwood and Andrea Riseborough as Mrs. Wormwood. We'll get into it. Um, I mean, like, there's there's five gajillion people in this movie, so I can't get into, like, every person that was in it. We'll focus on the main ones there. The Her parents. They, like, of course, every time I see him, I think of uh, Snatch. And mm-hmm. I think of, like, you know, um, oh, my God. Guy Ritchie. I think of like Guy Ritchie type gangster yeah. stuff and I just think dogs as soon as yeah. I see that guy. I'm like, ah, dogs. And so what I always yeah. think of. And Andrea you know, Riseborough for, for a split second at first, I was like, oh, they got Donnie Wahlberg in here. You shut your <laughs> face, sir. <laughs> yeah. Donnie Wahlberg. Listen, I will take Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> over Mark Wahlberg any day, any day as an actor. Yeah. How? How is Donnie Wahlberg doing like NYPD yeah. crime case cracker and Mark Wahlberg? Mark, a oh, how? Megastar, yeah. How? <clears throat> he's know. a far stronger actor than his brother. Because he's buff. It's literally it. And he has like a receding hairline and stuff, I guess, because he's not like sexy guy. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, anyway, anyway. He didn't, um, he didn't um, commit atrocities and well maybe he did we don't know that is his brother they're close so uh you know can't give him too much credit but um listen andrea riseborough it was like almost two hours of straight head making on her yeah behalf i mean the faces which was completely fitting yeah yeah because it's supposed to be this like technicolor over the top personalities I mean, just like everyone killed it. Everyone killed it. I also have to give uh, massive uh, credit to the makeup department, which there's a gajillion people on as well. There there should be because there were so many people. Um, the There were a bunch of special effects that were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the DP was Tad Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they, the, a lot of the music was uh, they kept from the original from the actual musical so like just obviously shout outs to all of the composers mm-hmm. i mean like oh the music listen we own the soundtrack yeah let's just put it that way let's just say that on any given day that i'm driving you might catch me singing along in my car to that soundtrack because that's yeah. how good it is yeah it's a good soundtrack although revolting children is that's a banger well, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's 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 a bunch of good ones on there. Um, Emma Thompson, egg on my face, right? If somebody had said like, yeah, right. "Oh, Emma Thompson," I would've been like, "I mean, yeah, she's a fine actor, like, right?" But like, I would never think of her playing this type of character. Yeah, fucking crazy. But yeah, it was brilliant. The fact that costume and hair and makeup made her look like she was almost seven feet tall. Yeah. I mean, she and looked huge. like a complete beast, yeah. and you know, you know that Emma Thompson's in there, yeah. and uh, just her 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 singing, her performance—I yeah. mean, everything. Like it was just magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I will watch that again. I listen to it often. I just cannot get over it. I just thought it was so damn good. I don't know why it wasn't on your list. Shame, sir. Shame. Yeah. Well, because you know you have to make room for the crap that I put on there. It was so good. Yeah, it was no, it so was, good. It was really good. It was really good. I I thought a bit about putting it on there, but it didn't end up on there. But it it was it was close. If I had a top fifteen, it would be on there. The set design was just awesome. It was um... and it was moodier than I thought. Lighting wise, there was some really dark 
kind of moody scenes and stuff. Well, Matilda was like, always, yeah, Matilda was kind of like a darker story. You know, her yeah. parents were, were horrible people. I would have loved to have seen a musical series. Like if they made this into like a, even a short limited series, you know, like mm -hmm. four episodes or something. Um, could have been interesting because it, would, it wouldn't be something that you see a lot, but then they couldn't win the Oscar for Best Musical, so... Listen, they, they, you know, you're on the whale. I'm like, if Matilda doesn't get something, yeah. at the very least, best choreography, is that an, is that an... Uh... Yeah, because that's the thing with, it's like, the choreography is good, obviously. Good. It's amazing. <laughs> but then you have to have good performers to pull it off, right? Yes. And then you're dealing with, at most, Children. teenagers, you know, uh, early teenagers at most. Um, and so... It's yeah, it was it, the fact that they're able to kind of pull off that choreography and so many of them, you know, you can get like one or two or three gifted children that can dance really well. But just to have an entire school filled with good dancing children is like, <laughs> this is an amazing school of dancing <laughs> children you have here. <laughs> what do you feed these kids? Um, it, Look. That choreography, I don't know who the choreographers were. I'm sure there was a slew of them. Um, those those kids brought it. I mean, they were backflipping off of fucking lockers. I'm sure that was a very small grown woman, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's possible. In the background. Um, this stuff, yeah. yeah, but uh, like what? So especially in Revolting Children. It had children. you choreograph feeling good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have to pay a, f a fine or something for, for that. that one? Yeah. At least, at least a small one. Um, the uh, the young girl. I mean, what are they choreographing, feeding these children? Sir, I, I messed that one up. Sir, just <laughs> choreograph feeding these children. There you go. There you go. Um, so I think I think the actress was Misha Garbett. So in. Garbet? I don't know. Um, in the uh, Revolting Children, she's the main little girl up front with the hat on. Mm. Um, I mean, she was in other scenes also, but that was like the, the, the first time I had seen her. That, that was the clip that I had seen. Yeah. When uh, I'd seen it, it was that clip of them come, going down the hallway. And I was like, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. I have to watch this now. Even if the story was horrible, they did a bad job with the movie. The choreography... Just from the 10 seconds that I had seen <laughs> was enough that I wanted to watch this movie. Um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. As they say, they left no crumbs. That's what you guys like to say, right? We're too old for this shit. Um, mm. and look at your face. Never heard that ever. <laughs> Come on. Mm -mm. Ate it up and ate, no, ate it up and left no yeah, crumbs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get it, yeah. but I've never heard so, it. Um, Not an idiot. Jesus Christ. How old do we sound right now? At least I know the term. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Like when you were, when I'm uh, still getting used to say less. So I mean, remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your, your your cane over to you. I I choreograph fearing I'm getting too old. Shit. Um, it's all day. This is gonna be. <laughs> that's that's just what it is. It's not just this. I'm gonna be hearing this all day. Um, I uh. I don't know. I can't recommend this enough. I mean, if you hate musicals, then this is probably nothing that I say is going to well, make is that work for you. I'm not a musical person but... outside of... Um... But you don't dislike musicals. Like, you'll watch oh, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Out, but outside of... Uh, um, what's that president one? You know, with what's-his-face? The famous one. What the hell are you talking about? That musical. 
Oh, Hamilton? Hamilton. I don't know if I've liked another music. Oh, we went, we went and saw Stomp. That was nice. Um, <laughs> that, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> that was really cool. Oh, um, my God. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not a musical person, really. But, yeah, I don't. I'm not I don't hate them. I don't know if this is going to convert anybody. But it's you know, it's like as far as musical goes, it's like this and Hamilton are like you know. Yeah, like, well Hamilton was another one that we were like, eh, I don't know, yeah, cuz yeah. everyone was like it's the most amazing show. We we're like, well, it's 5 gajillion dollars for a ticket, so I guess I'm never going to freaking see that. Yeah. And then it, you know, Disney brought it and we we're like, okay, and we we're like, all right, that was really good. Um, but th- this was just just it's a it's a it's one of my favorite musicals it's just and i don't like children yeah that's true well you don't like american children well i i'm i'm not naive to think that british children aren't equally as annoying but i just tend to tolerate them for slightly longer than i do american children because because their accents amuse me yeah uh but you know i i'm sure within a reasonable amount of time i'll want to punt that kid across the yard anyway um or swing them by their braids and to another zip code. But uh, it just, oh, like everybody did so well. Uh, the teeth on her father. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just everything. Is like, it almost had like there were times that the, the way they worked the the makeup and the, the lighting and the, the set design and everything uh, was, uh, it, it almost looked animated sometimes. There were like yeah. moments where you had to be like, God, is that, it was like a Roger Rabbit kind of thing, you yeah. know, where like, did they incorporate like both animation and real life and yeah. sort of like mesh them together? Um, can you do that? Has anyone uh, done that? Do anything. Can you take both animation, not side, like side by side, but thing and then sort of, like, yeah. Like, yeah. So that everything looks co- like kind of surreal because it is. Yeah. It's I not mean, you could do, right. you could do anything. Well, I can't do anything, but, um, Anyway, that's our review on that. It was awesome. What was it like? It was awesome. It was awesome. Watch it. You should watch we'll sum that. Sum up the last uh, 20 minutes in two words. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, also, also from across the pond, we watched season two of Slow Horses. Yep. Anyone who knows me sure knows did. that I'm a massive Gary Oldman fan. I, I have almost watched all of his things. A couple have slipped past me. Um, there's rumor... That this will be his last gig. Yep. Um, I get it. You know, he's been doing this a really long time. But it's... Like, and I can see him wanting to go out on this role, too, because it just looks like a blast. Amazing. No, like, like, listen, if this is like if this is his last role, I'm no, good with that. No, it'll never be. He'll retire for a while, but then something will come up. Yeah, something will come up where he's like, I really have to play this. Because I feel like he's like... He's your old school actor, right? He wants character parts. And he wants like something you can really sink your teeth into. And what's left with that? He's the you know? king of character parts. Yeah. The reason why I don't want Gary Oldman to retire is because like when I think of a character actor and I think of a versatile actor, it's always Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, they're they're both right. They can play characters, but they can also they can also play themselves. They can yeah. also they can play anything. But they can he do comedy. They can do anything. Play like uh, just. I don't want to say normal, but just like not. Well, like, he's like typecast as the villain. Yeah. Gary Oldman was often given the role of the villain. Um, he had made a comment many years ago that he wished he was offered rom-coms because he never yeah. got the opportunity to play like a romantic character or just like a lighthearted character. He's always like unhinged yeah. and, and uh, you know, flying off the handle there. But he's just so good at that. However, 
Um, I'm just going to throw a small choices, though. He does. He has. He has made some questionable choices. What actor hasn't? Sure. Um, But I just it always like I'm always like the what when I've seen some of his choices. I'm like, you're Gary fucking Oldman. Like, what favor did you have? Yeah. That that somebody had in their pocket that you owed them that that like how did this happen? Yeah. Just help. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, but I will throw out a small role that um, a lot of people probably don't know unless they're 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 Oldman fans. Um, he played a com- He's so good at playing comedic roles, and it it saddens me that he didn't get to do that more often. It was a small film called Nobody's Baby, and with Skeet Skeet Ulrich Ulrich um, Ulrich Ulrich. I think. Um. Like the movie was okay. He was the he was the best part of that movie. Like any time he had a receding curly, like a receding hairline, but it was curly. He had gas in Slow Horses. He has gas. He's yeah. very good at having gas. Yeah. Um, Although I, not this, not as much this season. Not as much this season. So if you have not started the show, then start it. Get off of here. Yeah. Don't listen to the rest of this. Start that show. It's amazing. Well, even in this, there's there's a certain level of comedic timing that he brings to it, you know, and his brilliant kind of goat. slovenly character and like, um, you, you know. can tell he smells. Yeah, as this character, yeah. it's just. And and you know he's a, he's a Brit, so chances are, you know those people can like snap in and out of characters like no no one's business. But... I thought you were gonna say something really offensive. And I was just looking oh, at like you Brit like smell or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you segued from me saying that's like, oh, you know, he's British. Well, my point was, like, was going to be like, you know, that he, he I'm sure he doesn't smell at all. It's all makeup and whatever. But <laughs> well, the, the ability that he had, you know, but most actors would be like, I'm not going to shower for. you know. Oh, and be like all method yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. James but, Franco and uh, yeah, you know all those, all those fucking people. assholes would would your Shia LaBeouf. Your Shia LaBeouf like, would be I'm like, I'm not going to shower. I'm not cleaning my balls for a year. Yeah. Um, like, okay. Or you could just act. <laughs> just I don't know. It's a thought. It's a thought. Um, like Gary Oldman, even even the stuff that he's done that I've not loved, he still did his job. It's always been well. I didn't love the writing. I've never seen a performance from him and been like, well, that was garbage. Yeah. Never. I've seen plenty of films that I didn't care for, but never was I like, oh my god, he gave a bad performance. Yeah. Impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. He could be famished and anemic mm-hmm. and still give you a great performance. His character is, um, well, like his character is my favorite on the show, but everybody has their little moments actually, which is yeah. what's really cool. Um, Jack Loudon. Yeah. He was He's way better in this season than last season. Yeah. Way he, better. He has these great. Well, written, I mean, not like performances. Yeah, yeah. He was he still has good. These, but... He has this great ability to be in an intense moment and and deliver a funny line that's not out of character or out of the scene mm-hmm. or anything like that. He did that a, a few times, quite a few times, um, uh, without ruining the scene or the tone or anything of that stuff. And I thought that was that was really well done. That's very hard to do. Yeah. That's really hard to deliver. I, I don't I don't I don't know how to do and that. You know, he does he's his whole character is like just being intense and anxious and, you know, at the verge of something always yeah but um, like he can he can good. he can add a comedic yeah. um sheen to something with just is just his eyes yeah like he doesn't even really necessarily have to say something that's particularly humorous right it's just that he ha- he could just do it in the most subtle way which is 
so hard. I mean, I I would never be able to do that. That's something that you really. I feel like that's something that you kind of have naturally. Yeah. You know that you talk about somebody's natural talent and like, can you well, teach anybody how to act? Yeah. Yes, you can teach anybody how to be a better actor. But some people are just better actors. I think comedic timing. At birth. Is, yeah, comedic timing is like. I guess you could learn it. I don't know, but you can improve it. You can improve it, I suppose. But yeah, you have to kind of. But I don't because think you, you can have teach to know. That. You have to know what you find funny, and if you don't, if you don't have that kind of personality where you know how to find things funny instinctually, it's hard for you to really grasp that concept and grasp what would be. And that you know, I suppose you could you could easily break down a script and look at it from a technical point of view and mm-hmm. figure it out what you what you need to do in any given scene and take the emotion out of it and just you you know use uh, techniques to get to to sell the same thing but yeah i think it, that is you just hire someone that is has that instinctually yeah and and again uh, i've i've had this argument with people where well you can absolutely teach anything to anybody i don't agree with that i don't think that you can teach people how to have comedic timing if they don't have it i think mm-hmm. you can teach them how to improve it you can teach them how to um better develop it but you either have it or you don't you know Mm -hmm. there's people like jason bateman that it's just like one after another they can take anything that you say find something comedic in that in a in their own sarcast in a heartbeat laurie metcalf is that type of actress ryan reynolds yeah laurie metcalf and roseanne um you know as jackie she just she was like a physical comedian Mm -hmm. but not Really, also, you know, she just had a, an, an instinctive way of kind of being funny about the mm-hmm. way she moved her body or something like that. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that just are born with that. Yeah. And uh, and so much so, like, Jason Bateman has the uh, a problem with it because then you do Ozark and it takes you like a solid season. It does, yeah. Because his humor is so dry and yeah. delivered so dry that it almost plays as dra- drama. And so... You well, kind he, of he have Batemans, to, yeah. yeah. He just Batemans and everything. You know, if someone tells somebody's okay, and then walks away, you're like, that's hysterical. <laughs> that's that's such. But a he's Bateman. just saying okay. Yeah. You know, it's the way he does it. Yeah. yeah. He just he has a signature delivery that yeah. uh, I think it's hard to kind of break from that when you see him in something that's not meant to be a comedy. Um, anyway, back to this. Like everybody does so well in this show. The characters are really good. Um, well, obviously spoiling things. Uh, there was a death we didn't see coming. Oh my god! But there was a death last season, allegedly. Well, that's the thing. That I was like waiting coming. for that, and I guess from what it's, you know, I was waiting. I was thinking is that she, not dead? she She's is going to come back. Well, no, because where would she be? Because wasn't didn't she disappear from the? I have to watch it again, but I thought that she disappeared from the hospital or something like that. I missed that. I don't remember. And they just weren't concerned with where she was at that yeah, point. I don't know. I <laughs> they were don't like, know. oh well. I'll have to, we'll have to revisit the last few episodes or that episode. Um, but yeah, so, and it seems like they've already shot season three. Yeah. Because they've like, unless they, you know, they, I don't know if they shot all of this stuff back to back. They pro- I would, I don't, I don't know. know about season four if that's shot already or if they're. How long? Yeah, but then they're, they're going to be like, oh, this is the season without Gary Oldman and we introduce another actor and I'm like, I'm not interested in this anymore. Yeah, I don't think anybody, <laughs> like, I don't think they would be that dumb. Nobody's going to watch this show without Gary Oldman. God, he's so freaking good in this. The characters are so good. Although, we probably would just to kind of see where it ends. Maybe. Maybe. I don't, but he I don't is know. the show. You he know, is so. the show, for at least for me. Um, I mean, this season, they definitely um, focused a lot on Jack's character. Jack, mm-hmm. whatever his last name was. Sam Carter. They they <laughs> they focused a lot on Sam Carter's character. Jack and, Loudon. Uh, yeah. Um, 
He just looks just like him. He does. Uh, but he's uh, he's actually like Irish or something. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm interested to see if they're going to try to let him take over like maybe the last season or something. But I don't see why Gary Oldman would not want to do it, finish it out, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't see him dropping out of it. But um, I don't know, even if it goes for another two seasons, it's just sad that we may not see him again. I mean, look, you know, he did he directed No by Mouth many years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he's had his 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 foot and his paw in things uh, over the years. Um, he's d- directed and produced and, and, and all of that, you know, so it, it's just, uh, you know, I know he's got so he does a lot of like video stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Gary Oldman has, uh, I think, like done like done music videos. Mm, interesting. Um, so I think he likes to do that. I, I can't see him just like giving up on entertainment altogether. I just well, think he I maybe wants like to kind of. I think it's tough, you know, if you're an artist. <laughs> Sitting here breaking down Gary Oldman's yeah. life decisions. Well, that's like the thing. It's like him. you're an artist. Like I could say uh, I'm going to quit making 3D things forever um, because filmmaking is my passion. Right. But then like, you know, there's going to be times when I'm like, eh, maybe today I just want to sit and fuddle around with it or whatever. Fuddle. You know, I'm not going to sit here and make a huge enemy. You know, so I guess the point is, is that like when you're an artist, there's always that kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. going on. Uh, Good point. Yeah. I don't know. The I show, don't think that was a the, very this strong. Season, this season was really good. This season was really good. Yeah. I was a little worried. I don't know why. I shouldn't have been, no. obviously. But, you know, there's always like you wonder, like, are they going to go too far? Is the show going to change? Is it? I felt like this season was... Um, there was more comedy in it. Yeah. But and it also seemed, the the, uh-huh. the mood was very different. Like it was like the same show, but it wasn't. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the stakes were higher in the first one. Yeah. You know, because the guy was kidnapped and they had mm-hmm. like, it was like, you know, they, the clock was ticking. Mm-hmm. So there was, it was more uh, frantic. The yeah. first season felt really frantic. And then this one was kind of like, you know, a little bit more like espionage Yeah. And there wasn't as much of a group involvement as the first no. season. You know, it was a lot of just the Jack's character, um, uh, you know, with his main thing. So I don't know, maybe like next season they'll focus on another one, another character. But he's, you know... Sam Carter is kind of like the 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 hero, the not the hero, the 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 star of the of the team, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also the uh, because he's who... in there for he's in that place, you know. So the the slow horse, if you don't know and you're watching anyway and listening anyway, I don't know why, but you know, it's like where like all of the bad um, uh, MI5 agents go when they mm-hmm. like mess up, uh, sort of. Um, and so he messed up, but it wasn't his fault in the first episode of the first season, you know, he makes a mistake that causes uh, a huge catastrophe in a training exercise, but still, Mm -hmm. and um, it was all based on bad Intel, but it was, uh, so it was not his fault. And I thought that, so, yeah. I wanted to point something out, just a note to, um, to the production. If you're listening to the productions out there. Yeah. If you're listening, good morning. Um, uh, I know casting agents don't really have much of a say, right? They're 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 given their instructions and then they pull from from the pool and that and they do what they do. But uh, Louise's character, played by Rosalind uh, Alizar, yeah, Alizar. Um, sure. I just want to point out, like, part of me doesn't want to mention it because it's it, it's irrelevant and it's not important. But because we've talked about uh, inclusion for for. Uh, actors with disabilities so many times i do feel it's really important like we watched the entire first season 
mm-hmm. and never noticed that she had a disability. And it wasn't until like a few episodes into this. It season. wasn't until like four episodes into this one yeah. that we were like, oh, and we noticed it. And I thought, how crazy that I didn't once. I mean, once you see it, you're like, oh, yeah. How did we not notice that in the first season? Well, probably because it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And then it's so the, the the issue that she has is with a birth def- defect with her hands. Mm-hmm. And um, I was reading up a bit on it. She she makes a point to hide them a lot. Um, so that's probably why it's easy yeah. to miss. Right. But it's just it has nothing to do with the character, which has always been the point. What? So what? So one of the characters has a defect, birth defect. What did this do? Why are we not able to hire people Mm -hmm. that are not completely perfect in every... I mean, she's still a beautiful woman. It has nothing to do with her character. She's able to function in MI5 and, you know, do her job. Um, It was was refreshing. It was like sad for a minute because it was like, God, why, you know... We notice it, obviously, because we don't see it. You don't right. see it often, you know. Right. Usually, it's a, it's they, it's that the point they make mm-hmm. a point to explain at some point during the script why this character has a disability. That is kind of what we do if we feel and inclusive, it part of their and identity. it becomes part of yeah. their identity versus like, oh, this this character just happens to have a birth defect. That's who we hired. End of story. Right. right. So you know, I hated that I noticed it, but I also love that it's there because mm-hmm. it's like. Yes, let's do more of that. Let's make sure that like how did how did that affect her ability to act and play her role in any way? Well, it doesn't. Uh, but it just thought it was really cool that um, you know to see that. I guess I would imagine somebody with the same issue would be like, "Oh crap, look at that!" I mean, you right. never see that unless it's about the disability. That's the only time right. that they would really showcase something like that. Yep. Um, but this show was amazing. It's really, it's like we, I was looking forward to it, obviously. I hope that Gary sticks through. I don't know what their, their goal, their end goal is. Three seasons, four, four. seasons. I don't know. Like if he's going to be in all of them, I mean. Four. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's the end goal with him is that he closes out the show. But mm-hmm. um, if this is in fact his last role, uh, I think it's a great one. It was, yeah. re- it was a really good. His, it's not his an expensive show, so I'm sure. Wit, like he's just so he's sarcastic, but it's just the right amount because somebody can really overplay that yeah. character. If they didn't have the experience and the talent that he had, you could really like, overplay that. He, yeah. So at the end of the second season, there's this kind of like showdown, I guess, mm. with with him and this other character, and it's like you know that despite the fact that he's slovenly and farts and all this stuff. <laughs> You know that he's probably the smartest person in the room and that he is good at his job and he yeah. stays ahead of it. And so, you know, he's able to balance the the ability of being really intelligent, really good at his job with this I don't give a shit, I'll fart in your face attitude. And yeah. so, uh, you know, part of that's writing, obviously, but then part a lot of it is being able to kind of pull off the subtleties of playing jokes and acting that way and being drunk and passed out but then also being able to he's still jackson be believable lamb, like, no matter yeah. what he does wrong he's still jackson lamb he's still a, a really good yeah. uh agent and uh you know just sort of like um it's uh, detective work is like a second nature for him yeah. like it's just uh, that character is uh just really intuitive in that way and he yeah. and he plays that so beautifully um i don't know what the hell's happening next week i don't know what i don't know what we're watching something probably yeah um just a just also a side note to 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 hit up your local library, 
um, because I went to pick up my books yesterday and I was surprised. I went, I worked, this isn't the library that I worked in, but this mm -hmm. is my local library. And uh, I went to pick up my books and I was surprised by some of the movies that they had available, just like stuff that's you still have to pay for on Prime right now that's still under the rent or buy option. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good stuff there and you can, you know, you, you wouldn't think it. But uh, or go to like wh whatever library is in your region. You know, maybe mm -hmm. your particular one doesn't have a lot of selection, but go to a different one. They may have it. Yeah. Um, but you can get them from anyone. That's the beauty of it. Is yeah. that they'll yeah. if as long as it's within that region, they'll, uh, they'll they usually ship between them. So that was my little <laughs> PSA <laughs> to support your local library. Not only as a former librarian, uh, but uh, no, it's you just I I was I was really surprised when i started working sure, yeah. <laughs> that i was like wow this is like okay so they have this on blu-ray i wanted to see this it's still like you know ten dollars or twenty dollars or something to on on amazon and you can get it for free yeah and you have like a week with it so you can just share it just be responsible and don't send it back scratch like an asshole um <laughs> yeah join us next week something's happening i don't know yeah. we'll figure it out together let's do it bye, bye. bye.